Welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Matt. I'm Ashley. We are joined by our friend Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Hi. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you for being a part of our show. Uh, <laughs> it's always great to have you on board. Um, you all can find Ryan online uh, on Twitter at Arnold underscore at movies. And he's also got a website where he talks about movies called um, ArnoldReviews.Weebly.com. And so uh, he's joining us today to talk about our predictions for this year's Oscars. Um, I think, Ryan, you and I did this before a year ago. Mm-hmm. I don't really remember how right on or off we were. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're not going to talk about every category, but we're going to talk about um, a few of them. And I think one of the ones we're going to talk about is um, Best Animated Feature Film. So um, there's a, a few nominated for that. Um, it's uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, uh, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, The Sea Beast, and Turning Red. So Ryan, I'll throw it over, over to you. Which of those five do you think will win? Um, we're not trying to be biased because uh, <laughs> Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio was my favorite film of 2022, but I think it's going to be his. It's Pinocchio has been the front runner um, this award season for um, animated features. Um, it's definitely won the most out of all the films that have been nominated here. Um, but uh, with that being said, you never know that there always could be an upset. So keep your eyes peeled on maybe Puss in Boots or Marcel the Shell to kind of sneak one in. Yeah, I agree with that. I think Pinocchio is the likely winner here. It seems to be winning um, this category and other um, awards events. So, and I think you know the Academy likes Guillermo del Toro, so I, they won't hesitate to uh, to give him some more awards. I think, uh, and I think this is it's a deserving win too. So. Yeah, I would agree. I think it's going to be uh, the Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Uh, one quick aside: I, I love anyone who's listened to our podcast knows uh, how much I loved uh, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. A little bit of an eyebrow raised at it being on animated feature film um, because it is partly animated, but then it's also set in the real world. So, you know. yeah, of if you watch like <clears throat> behind the scenes on that movie, there's a lot that went into it technically to get that to work and. Mm-hmm. Animation, yeah. Yeah, Marcel is is an animated character himself. So, yeah, it's not fully animated, but. No, no. (laughs) All right. So, uh, next up, we're going to talk about international feature film. And there are also five nominees. They are All Quiet on the Western Front, Argentina 1985, Close, EO, and The Quiet Girl. So, Ryan, I'll throw it over to you. Which one of those five do you think is going to win it? So I predict that it's going to be all quiet on the Western front. And the reason I say that is because that one has definitely peaked later in this award season on, on kind of winning a lot of, it kind of just kind of just grew um, and started getting momentum. Um, And especially at the BAFTAs where it took home, I think seven BAFTAs that was also included best picture. Um, So I think um, this one, is going to win international and could possibly win a handful of uh, craft uh, nom- uh, nominations as well. Yeah, I agree again. I think uh, <laughs> All Quiet on the Western Front is definitely definitely has the momentum. It was really in the spotlight after the BAFTAs, and I think this is the big award that the Oscars will give it. I would agree. I don't know how much I add to that. <laughs> uh, next up, we're going to talk about um, both of the screenplay categories. 
Um, so first up, we'll do adapted screenplay. Um, the nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front, Glass Onion, Living, Top Gun Maverick, and Women Talking. And I'll just throw in here because this stumped me. And so I had to learn about this. So in case anyone else is, is quizzical, why Glass Onion is an adapted screenplay when it's, you know, I was like, what is it adapted from? Right. Cause it's a, as far as I knew, it was an original uh, piece of writing. I guess anytime there's a sequel uh, to something, uh, the okay. fact that it's a sequel automatically will put it into the Academy Awards um, adapted screenplay category if it's nominated. Fascinating. Yeah. That's news to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, of those five, Ryan, what, which one of those do you think will win? Uh, so I'm going back and forth on this one. So um, it's either going to be women talking or I think all quiet. Um, I'm just going to pull and say, I'm going to give a nod to women talking and say, Sarah Polly is going to get her um, Oscar win possibly through this. Um, uh, I haven't seen women talking, um, so I can't judge the film as a, as a film, but I have been watching the award season and have seen a lot of, um, it, it won uh, the Spirit Awards and it, it uh, for adapted, and it, it's won a couple other areas where it's won, and it's kind of just stayed there. So I think the Academy might might throw um, Sarah Polly a bone here <laughs> and and give her the give her the Oscar. Um, and I'm hoping to watch that film before the Oscars um, as well. Yeah, I think I'll agree again and say women talking, but this is a difficult category for me. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't know which way they might go. Um, I would love to see Kazuo Ishiguro win because I'm such a, a fan of his, but um, I think women talking has, I think they'll want to give something to women talking. And I don't, um, I think there was a kind of uh, perception that it was kind of dismissed um, in some of the other categories. So maybe this is the one they'll give it to. Yeah. Um, Ryan actually phrased it exactly as I was going to. I think, um, it is between all quiet on the Western front and women talking. And I do think they are going to throw women talking a bone. <laughs> I think this is probably the only thing it'll win. Um, mm-hmm. if it does win at all. And I think it's, yeah. So women talking. Uh, and then original screenplay. Uh, the nominees are Banshees of Inisherin, Everything Everywhere All at Once, uh, The Fablemans, Tar, and Triangle of Sadness. Uh, Ryan, which one of those do you think is going to win? This, this is a hard category. <laughs> These are all really good movies. Um, uh, it wouldn't shock me if Banshees or Everything Everywhere all at once won here um, for original screenplay. But I'm just going to go left field and maybe say Todd Field might sneak one out with Tar. Because oh, unfortunately, I don't think, um, I don't know what else Tar is really going to to get in here um with the with with its nominations um so i'm, I'm just going to kind of pick a little dark horse candidate here and go with tar but I, everything everywhere and banshees are probably more of the front runners here so <laughs> i'm gonna vote for <clears throat> for banshees for this one um i don't think it's gonna get best picture mm-hmm. um I think it might be kind of surprisingly ignored in some of the acting categories. So I feel like this is probably going to be its big win. Um, and I think it's deserving because the, the dialogue in that film is outstanding and uh, is a standout. And I, I think it's just a really well-written um, screenplay. 
Yeah, so until just a week or two ago, if I would have just put good money on Banshees of Inisherin winning. Um, I thought it was a very sure thing. Why are we even talking about it? <laughs> but in the last week or two, um, I think everything everywhere all at once, I think things are kind of coalescing around that. Mm-hmm. Um, although, you know, the Oscars have this this way of sometimes um, kind of halting momentum uh, that you think is there. So I don't know. But that said, the way things have been going with the, all the other awards, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I would still kind of give it a 60%, 60-40 to, to Banshees. But the other one, I, you know, you never know. Everything everywhere might might come and, and take it. So, But I'm going to go with Banshees. I, and I think that will probably be the only thing that it would win. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. Uh, now we're going to move into um, acting. So first we're going to do um, Best Supporting Actor. And the nominees for that are Brendan Gleeson for The Banshees of Inisherin, uh, Barry Keegan for Banshees of Inisherin, Brian Tyree Henry in Causeway, <laughs> Judd Hirsch in The Fablemans, and uh, Keihei Kwan for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Ryan, which one of those actors do you think is going to win? It's going to be Keihei Kwan. I would be very shocked if it's not him. I mean, he's been winning all season long. Besides the BAFTAs, that's that's the only award that, like, big major award that he went that he did not get. Barry Kogan took that. BAFTAs are very British, though, so that didn't surprise me. Um, but, yeah, Quan has just been, uh, he's, he's been winning all the awards here, and well-deserved, too. He did great performance. I agree. K-Way Kwan is going to win. It's just a wonderful kind of narrative, right? This mm-hmm. child actor who kind of disappears from the scene and then comes back to win an Oscar. They won't be able to not give it to him. And it's deserving, like you said. So, I would love for it to be K-Way Kwan. And that's what I'm going to pick. But I mean, you know, you, you I don't know, like... <laughs> With the again, the Oscars are weird sometimes, and and you think that going into it, I mean, yeah, it's going to be this person because of X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And I'll point you to whenever it was two or three years ago when uh, I think it was the twenty twenty one Oscars, so two years ago, when everyone was just sure that uh, Chadwick Boseman was going to win Best Supporting Actor for Ma Rainey's uh, Black Booty Bottom or whatever it was called, <laughs> uh, and no, it was it was uh, Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, that was so, a surprise. Yeah, I mean, so so much that so the producers were even surprised because yeah. they rearranged the oh, yeah. categories. <laughs> I forget what that was either best actor or best supporting actor. I can't remember which, but yeah, um, best best actor, yeah. best actor. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I know that Kehi Kwan has this really cool narrative in there, but there was a there was a very you know sentimental narrative for Chadwick uh, Boseman as well. Uh, so I just kind of I'm just putting that out there. Um, but I, I mean, I'll put my money on, on Kehi Kwan. Uh, all right. So supporting, um, that was best supporting actor. Okay. Best supporting actress. Uh, our nominees are, uh, Angela Bassett, Hong Chow, sorry, Angela Bassett for Black Panther Wakanda Forever, uh, Hong Chow for The Whale, Carrie Condon for The Banshees of Inisherin, Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Stephanie Sue. Uh, if I pronounce it right, shoe, shoe, uh, for everything, everywhere, all at once. So, Ryan, who do you think is going to win from that? 
So this has probably been the hardest award um, category all season because uh, it's been all over the place. Angela Bassinet, uh, she won the Golden Globe and the critics kind of took momentum, but then Carrie Condon won the BAFTA and then Jamie Lee Curtis won the SAG. So it's been kind of everywhere. Um, so I'm just going to go say probably Angela Bassett is going to take it for Black Panther. Um, I think she still has a little bit of momentum. Wouldn't surprise me if Carrie Condon took it though for Banshees. Um, yeah, it's just a really hard, hard category. Um, it's, it's just been all over the place. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. This is a, this is a tricky one. Um, I'm going to go with Carrie Condon. I don't know why. I just, you know, I'm a fan of the movie and I was a fan of her performance. Um, but really, I wouldn't be surprised if it was Angela Bassett or, or you know, one of the nominees from Everywhere, 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 Everywhere All at Once. But I, I'm kind of thinking maybe those two might cancel each other out. So that's why I'm mm-hmm. going for. That's why I'm going for Carrie Condon. All right. So I'm not. I, I have to say something here. So, but I'm not. Mm-hmm. This is the one I'm not at all very confident in because I just don't know. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I'm going to say Jamie Lee Curtis because you know we, we've talked about momentum and. She's had it lately. Um, and so here's the thing, like Oscars are almost like very much like political campaigns because, um, I mean, actors and studios and, and whatever, uh, they campaign for themselves or, or for the people they want to win. And Jamie Lee Curtis has been out there. And I, I'm making clear, I, I really like Jamie Lee Curtis. I, I loved her since Halloween and all that kind of stuff, but. You know, she's been acting when she's won or whatever. She's been acting like, oh, me? I mean, I just, thank you all, whatever. But, I mean, it's been well noted that she's been campaigning hard for this. <laughs> um, so it wouldn't surprise me if it was her. Um, I'll also not be surprised if Carrie Condon won. She's won uh, here or there for, for this uh, and other awards. Um, I really, my heart would wishes it was Angela Bassett. Um, I, I loved her career. Um, she's been nominated for four for an Oscar and didn't win. Um, and it's interesting. So I, I wonder if she, I wonder if she's got the Golden Globe curse because I remember a year or two ago when Power of the Dog was up and was a big deal early on, Cody Smith McPhee won Best Supporting Actor for Power of the Dog. And the, 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 the media narrative was like, watch out, y'all. Watch <laughs> out. Like this Power of the Dog is on a roll. And then through all the awards season, Power of the Dog lost momentum and Cody Smith McPhee like won maybe one or two other small time awards. But I, and I forget who ended up winning that year, but it was at the Oscars, but it was not him. And Angela Bassett this year, she won the Golden Globe for, for best supporting actress. And people are like, watch out. <laughs> Angela's on a roll. And then, I mean, she won one time and I don't, it's kind of been, she hasn't really won much since. Uh, for this. So I, uh, yeah, I have to say Jamie Lee Curtis, but you know, I'm not hundred percent sure. Could be, could be anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, could be you, Ashley. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next up we'll do um, best actor. So we got Austin Butler for uh, Elvis and Colin Farrell for Banshees of Inisherin, Brendan Fraser for the whale. Paul Meskel for Aftersun and Bill Nye for Living. And Ryan, which one of those is going to win, do you think? So my gut says Austin Butler for Elvis, just because the Academy really likes to go for biopic type movies with actors. That's just kind of their mold. Um, 
Austin Butler has won a lot of the awards this, this, um, season, most notably, um, uh, Golden Globe. Brendan Fraser, though, did make a late run at, with the SAGs by winning, um, best actor there, much deserved. So it could, it could actually be him if, if Butler doesn't take it. Cause you know, Brendan Fraser would be a good comeback story for him, um, coming back to Hollywood and, and winning like, uh, Ki Kwan. Um, obviously different reasons though. Um, but, uh, I think, I think my hunch says Butler dark candidate though, that I would, uh, not leave out would be Colin Farrell making a, a left, you know, field turn and, uh, uh, somehow squeezing through Butler and Frazier, but it, that'd be kind of hard, I think. Yeah, um, I agree with everything you just said. And this is a, it's a difficult one to pick. Um, it's kind of a toss up to me between Austin Butler and Brendan Fraser. I'll say I'll say Brendan Fraser, only be, only again for that comeback narrative that I think mm-hmm. is makes for a good story. And um, and personally, I, you know, I liked I was okay, but it was just okay. And I'm, <laughs> I'm not not really enthusiastic about it winning awards, so. Yeah. Yeah, I know the three of us actually saw that together. We did, um, mm-hmm. and it was interesting. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I could see Brendan Fraser winning, but I'm, I'm actually just, I'm, I'm pretty much echoing everything that Ryan said. Um, <laughs> I would pick Austin Butler. Look, man, the Academy, you, you, they love it when you do like uh, you play a real person, right? Particularly a real person who's dead. Mm. Like that was. There's a couple of problems that happened with Taron Egerton because I. I love Taron Egerton in the Elton John movie, um, which I don't remember the, even the name of right now. But Rocket Man. Rocket Man. Okay. Right. He, a couple things, though. Uh, he had the unfortunate so, timing for, to that came out, I think, the year after Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. Here's another thing the Oscars don't like to do. The Oscars don't like to do a repeat like exactly one year after. Like, so, you know, I think that's why sometimes people were upset, like when like Selma didn't win stuff like they thought it should. Selma came along, I believe, the year after 12 Years a Slave. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I know this sounds crude, but I seriously think this is how the Oscars are. The Oscars are like, no, 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 we honored the black movie last year. We're not going to honor a black movie, another black movie just a year later. I mean, I think that's how they roll, right? And so that's what happened with, you know, Rocket Man. It had the misfortune to come out the year after they honored the musician biopic movie, you know, with, with Bohemian Rhapsody. So they're like, we're not doing that again. Not, not, not a year later, you know. Um, but there's been a little bit of time. They haven't had a, you know, a musician biopic, you know, and, and here's the thing. Elton John's still alive. Uh, Freddie Mercury was, was passed away as has Elvis. Yes. And, um, Elvis is, you know, big deal, especially to, to, to the boomers, you know, and, uh, I think, I think, uh, I, I mean, I'm, this is, this is all so cynical. I, I hate, like, <laughs> but we're, you know, we're talking about who, what we think is going to win. It's, I think it's going to be Austin Butler for, for Elvis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you know, it, yeah, take that, take that as you will. Uh, all right, uh, we're gonna jump up to directing. Um, no, no, wait, I have, I'm skipping over actress. We didn't do actress, right? Oh yeah. Mm-mm. All right, I, I'm sorry, y'all. Um, I got all excited about <laughs> breaking down the Oscars there. Uh, best actress. Uh, so we have Kate Blanchett for Tar, Ana de Armas for Blonde. Uh, Andrea Riseborough for To Leslie, Michelle Williams for the, the Fablemans, and Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere All at Once. So Ryan, what's it going to be out of those? 
it's either going to be Kate Blanchett for Tar or Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere. Kate Blanchett took the Golden Globe for drama and the BAFTA. Michelle Yeoh took the Golden Globe for comedy, and she had the late run with taking um, the SAG Award for actress over Blanchett. Um, my gut tells me uh, Michelle Yeoh. I think she's had the late uh, momentum over Kate Blanchett. Um, so I'm going to go with Michelle. Uh, exactly how I feel. Um, <laughs> earlier in the season, I would have, I thought Kate Blanchett had the lock on it, but, um, I feel lately Michelle Yeoh has, has the momentum and, and it's a, it's a good performance. And, uh, I think they'll want to give this movie, um, quite a few awards. So I think this will be, this will be one of them. I wish in my heart of hearts, it would be Michelle Yeoh. And I know that there's a lot of momentum right now for everything everywhere, but I feel like this is going to be one of those areas where the Oscars are going to halt a lot of, at least from the, all the, the, the Oscar punditry or whatever, they're going to halt a lot of that momentum and enthusiasm. And they're going to be like, no, 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 no. Kate Blanchett for time. <laughs> <laughs> That's just my gut feeling. Although I wish in my heart of hearts, it was uh, going to be Michelle Yeoh. I would be over the moon if it ends up being Michelle Yeoh. Um, so, all right. Now we're going to directing. So, okay. uh, best director nominees are the Banshees of, I'm sorry, Martin McDonough for the Banshees of Inisherin, uh, the Daniels, Daniel Kwan and Daniel, uh, Scheinert for Everything Everywhere All at Once, Steven Spielberg for The Fablemans, Todd Field for Tar, and, uh, Ruben Oslin for Triangle of Sadness. So Ryan, who's gonna, who's gonna win best director? Uh, it's going to be the Daniels. And the reason is they won the Daga, the Director's Guild Award. Uh, they kind of have the momentum there, I think. Um, the only other person I could see them not being the Daniels and being instead would be Spielberg for the Fablemans. Mm. Um, I could see them giving him the award. But my gut tells me the Daniels. It's going to be the Daniels. <laughs> yep, Daniels. <laughs> I, that's, I, don't, I don't think that's... Yeah, I think it's pretty much pretty much going to be them. So, yeah. Um, now we're going to go to Best Picture. There are 10 nominees here, so whole lot, whole type. You got All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, The Way of Water, uh, The Banshees of Inisherin, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. So, yeah, those are 10 movies. Ryan... Uh, which one of those is going to win Best Picture? It is going to be the uh, weird picture known as Everything Everywhere All at <laughs> Once. Um, and that is because it's just, it's been eating up the awards uh, this season. Um, besides the BAFTAs, it really has won almost every major award. Uh, the last big one um, that kind of usually, not always, is a deciding factor is the PGA, which is the Producers Guild, um, and also won the SAGs. Um, so it has a lot of momentum going further direction. Agreed. Um, everything everywhere all at once has all the momentum. The Daniels are going to win director. It's going to win best picture. Like, like it off, like often happens and that's how it's going to go. Yeah. I would, <laughs> I would say uh, everything everywhere all at once for everything. reason you guys have just said, um, I, I, it's, it's interesting. I mean, I mean, you know, this came out, I think, back in March or April. And mm-hmm. I remember, like, thinking 
and I mean, I'm not the only one who thought this. Other people talk about this too, but like how, you know, a lot of people liked it. It's made over a hundred million dollars, which, you know, is good money, particularly for your more independent fare. Um, and, uh, and yet I think a lot of folks, myself included, were like, yeah, but it's coming out early in the year. Are the Oscars going to remember it? Uh, but I mean, the Oscars have remembered it. Um, all the other awards programs have remembered it. Um, you know, I, I think I, I think it's going to be that. I think we all three agree in that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so before we wrap this up, Ryan, do you have any, any closing thoughts? Uh, my closing thoughts is I hope, you know, so if everything everywhere does win the Oscar, um, that is now two years in a row that we've had two films come out, not in the fall film festival type area, you know, award season, mm-hmm. um, which is usually late September through December. Coda came out in August, everything everywhere came out in March and April. So I, I really hope going forward, Hollywood start to recognize, Hey, we can actually release more movies, <laughs> not all jam-packed at the very end of the year. You can spread it out and they'll still get recognized. And everything everywhere really has, I mean, it came out very early in the year and it's really, it's, it's proven that it can still be talked about all throughout the year and win the big awards. So. Yeah, I would agree. That's why we have you on the show so much because you you, 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 you you spit hot fire. So yeah, uh, yeah that's facts. a very good that's a very good point, and I and I hope that that is true because I would love to see these great films spread out throughout the year. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not a fan of playing like scrambling and playing catch up on you know prestige Oscar nominated movies like that don't even come out to the common man or person uh, until like you know after the year's already over. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> Yeah. Um, anyway, so that is our, those are our Oscar predictions. You know, you can play along with us and, and make your own and if you haven't already. And we can see how correct we are going to be on Sunday, March 12th. Um, I think it starts at 7 o'clock Central Time, which is where we're at. And, um, you know, uh, that, that'll be, uh, we'll find out who wins the big awards. Uh, Ryan, thank you for joining us. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you all for listening. Thank you. Thank you.